Welcome to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. This is John Hennigan, and I would like to thank Frank for uh, um, co-hosting again. Frank, thank you very much. You're welcome. And uh, you're, you're just speak up a little bit, Frank. Yes, you're welcome. Okay. Um, now you're good. I've got to put my earphones on. But, uh, we're going to, well, we've got some interesting stuff coming up. We're going to go sturgeon fishing, uh, kayak fishing, uh, uh, fly fishing, yeah, mostly all on the West Coast. I was looking for somebody to do some ice fishing, but it couldn't... Uh, couldn't get them off the ice today, so we're going to keep trying on that. We'll see if we. Can I'll get, get them on. next week. Okay, there you go. I'm sure it's time and time of the year for that back in Minnesota, Minnesota, yeah, yeah. or uh, someplace close by there. Um, again, I always have my 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 doubts about fly fishing. I know that they've got some very impressive huts that they drag out on the ice that are very comfortable. But, you know, my idea of sitting around a hole in the water um, with a bobber and yeah, waiting for, waiting for a, a tug on one end and uh, to try and um, see if we can get uh, somebody tugging on the other end. Yeah, well, you know, that's uh, the way you do that ice fishing, to have a martini in one hand. And a rod in the other. Yeah. <laughs> a rod in the other. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps oh. you warm. Yeah, well, yeah. Appar- apparently it works. It does. They have some really nice houses that they pull out on the ice. Yeah, well, uh, uh, we're going to try and get uh, um, our good friend, the singer, uh, Jiggin', Jiggin' John, uh, that uh, writes some songs about it, and he's he was they have some kind of a um, uh, tournament back there for ice fishing where they got I don't know, like a thousand uh, holes in the water. But, yeah. you know, it's just a big, uh, big, big party. But I don't know. Uh, I just soon be uh, in the warm water off the coast of Mexico myself. Well, that's me, too. But, you know, them uh, houses out there nowadays is just like being in your own front room. Yep, just with a fireplace and a hole in the ground. Yeah, got it. All right, well, we're going to have to jump into it. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to have, what do we have here? If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFTCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFTCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFTCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Wormer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Always buy quality, and you will not be disappointed. AO Coolers, the lightweight, soft-sided cooler, will not disappoint you. Easy to carry, less room on the deck, and more efficient. AO Coolers fit the product inside for more performance. Once you try one, you want more. You will be proud to own one. AO Coolers outperform bulky, hard shell, and lesser soft-sided coolers. For types and how to find yours, go to aocoolers.com. Available at West Marine. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan. Of course, we have uh, Frank as our co-host. And we have with us, thanks to Frank, we have Bob McCray. Now, Bob, we were just talking about where he is. He's uh, just across the Oregon border or the California border into you know, southern Oregon along the, the coastal range. And uh, we're talking about the, the weather. And he goes, no, it's not cold. It's water temperature is probably in the 40s and the air temperature is down in the, the high 40s. And I go, oh, well, <laughs> I'd just soon uh, be, uh, be off uh, the coast of Baja myself. But uh, yeah. but it is beautiful, and that's the reason why. Is How much rain do they get there? We get between uh, 80 and 90 inches a year yeah. on the average. Well, the, year, the thing is, year, it, 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 doesn't, uh, it doesn't just have a heavy rain and then the sun comes out. It just, when it's, when this, I guess in uh, October, November, it just starts raining and just keeps right on going. Well, we can get five inches in two or three days. Yeah. Well, I guess that helps the fishing, right? Let's talk about that. Oh, the fish love it. Yeah. That brings them up the river. When that river gets uh, filled up, it starts to flow and cleans out a bit. Well, from from what I understand, you're an angler. Uh, you're you know you like you like you, know, you like uh, uh, fly fishing, but you'll do anything that catches fish. I'll use a stick. Use a stick and <laughs> hit him with it. Yeah, that's what uh, you know. When the boat captain's down here, he says, "I love fishing." Is it? I'll I'll go after pollywogs in a mud puddle if that's all I got. But, yeah, that's- <laughs> 
got it right. Yeah. But uh, uh, let's talk a little bit about what it is that you do, Kevin. Yeah, this is Bob. Well, Bob. Bob. Uh, Bob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's, let's, let's use that one. Okay. Um, I've been a guide on the Klamath River, which is northern California, for the past 17 years. Um, guiding from kayaks, shore. Um, I also have a powerboat. Um, I've had an enjoyable experience up there with the people in the climate. Uh, I've taken over 3,000 people down the river in uh, tours mm-hmm. on kayaks. Um, this year, because of the slow fishing, the fish count is down on the climate. Mm-hmm. So the fishery shut it off. Okay. And uh, what, uh, kind, what, kind of, what kind of fish is that? Oh, salmon. Okay. Uh, there's still some steelhead coming in, but uh, it's a small, it's a small quantity. Mm-hmm. Uh, the numbers are right way down. <clears throat> so I'm, I started fishing the rogue because that's what I want to do is fish. And I took a lot of uh, friends of mine. We went up there and uh, we found this beautiful place called Rogue River Landing Resort mm-hmm. in Gold Beach, Oregon. Um, oh, okay. So that's that's where the rogue uh, dumps into the Pacific. Correct. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 absolutely gorgeous up there. The people are friendly. Fishing's fantastic. Right now, uh, a buddy of mine about uh, ten days ago was fly fishing uh, up the river, the, the lower half of the uh, rogue, and I yeah. uh, got a seventeen pound steelhead. Whoa, that's a big steelhead because, you know, a steelhead basically is a rainbow trout, and a 17-pound is, uh, that's going to be, well, first of all, they're not that easy to catch, and, and they they fight real hard. Well, they fight harder than salmon does. Yeah, because you get one on and, you you know, you're running up and down the banks trying to follow the fish. That's, oh, yeah. They can take you half a mile. Yeah. But yeah. uh, that's, all, that's all part of it. That's the thrill of it. It's that hookup mm-hmm. and uh, that first bite. Mm-hmm. Man, that's exciting. Well, the other thing about fishing, you know, that type of fish, as opposed to being in uh, you know, blue waters, that in, when you're in the ocean, they got nowhere to run. I mean, they can they can run all they want, but they're not going to snag you. But when you're in a stream, you know, they can try and hide under rocks and swim into shrubs, and you know, you got to try and follow them and, and keep them um, on top of the water. Absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. You got to keep a tight line on. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the the fishery up there is extremely good. Uh, this year, I think they had one of their better years, and I think that's going to go on for a few more years. Uh, I went up there before I moved six times, and I limited out six times. Wow. Uh, my biggest was a 30-pound salmon. Yeah. Well, oh, that's, again, that's a, that's a huge salmon. That's huge. What's the, some of them? Yeah, they run like a freight train. What's some yeah, of the colors you use for uh, jigs that. and flies? I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Bob, what's some of the colors of jigs and flies that you use up there for fishing for your steelhead? What colors? Uh, Mimps, pretty much. Are, are, are pretty much your, your the flies you'll be using. Okay, so you're, um, you're 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 using an indicator and fishing off the bottom. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the guys do, you know, they're, they're using the floating flies and and uh, uh, or surface flies, what do you want to call them? Yeah. 
Uh, the, the fish will hit, but if you're using an indicator and you're down, you've got a much better chance. Yeah. There, well, there's the, some nice, nice, nice uh, ripples. Yeah. Uh, to, to work, and uh, when you get into them, it's fantastic. Well, the difference on a, um, a steelhead is, uh, you know, it's not like a salmon or a, you know, a, you know, a pelagic fish that'll, that'll grab the bait and run. Uh, a steelhead just has a, a you know, if, the, if there's any movement at all in the indicator, um, you may not even see it, especially when the water's kind of ripply. You know, and you can't follow. You'd be staring at it and not see it, and you're certainly not going to feel it. So you just have to lift your eye if there's any doubt. That's absolutely correct. And also, the clarity of the water is important up there. Mm-hmm. Um, it it can get so pristine that it's like you're looking into a glass of water, and that's tough to see. Well, and and if the fish can see you too, would you have to crawl up on your hands and knees in the bank? <laughs> oh, I don't think you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> If you're try, if you're trout fishing, yeah, if you're up in the high Sierras or someplace, uh, yeah, you can do that, but mm-hmm. not up there. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of it's, it's, it's a fast, it's a fast river. Uh, there's a ship uh, boat tour up there. It's uh, called a mail boat, and it takes passengers up about 110 miles, and then they get into white water. Mm-hmm. That's as far as boats can go. Right. The river's about 200. And, 10 or 15 miles long. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good fly fishing up above and down below. And people don't seem to realize how good the fly fishing is on the lower lower end of the river. Uh-huh. But uh, they're going to start seeing it if they watch my website. Well, you know, what's interesting is that uh, the variety of what you do. I mean, you've got a purist that does nothing but flies, um, and then you've got, you know, spin fishermen that uh, believe that that's the right way to do it, or you can even, I suppose you can even use conventional. But uh, okay. but you, you use whatever it takes. That's correct. Mm-hmm. It, it, you, whatever, whatever the way the fish are working is the way you work. Mm-hmm. Well, can How close are you from the closest airport? Like if somebody from Orange County or uh, Santa Barbara wanted to fly up and fish with uh, you? Well, there's a small airport in in Gold okay. Beach, but oh. uh, primarily we go to Medford or uh, Eureka. Oh yeah, would be your your better place to fly into. Yeah, Eureka probably uh, two hours from where I'm at. Yeah. So you have uh, people come up, they call me. I'll come down and get them, shuffle up, shuttle them up. Mm-hmm. We have places for them to stay. Okay. And uh, if we're filled up, I know plenty of the other good hotels up there. Well, um, we're going to talk about the accommodations, but let's take a break first, and we're going to hold you over for another 12-minute segment because I think we've got too much to cover in just this one. So when we come back, we'll talk about the, the lodge you just talked about and some of the other accommodations. And, you know, that, that's kind of a, you know, a, a place that you probably don't find a lot of Winnebago's parked along the, the river. It's, it's, it's not very easy to access. But uh, anyway, we're going to be back in just a minute and find out about if anybody's interested in going up there. And apparently you've got the winter um, steelhead run going on. So we're going to be right back. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio, and we'll be back with you in just a few minutes.
The best winged shooting is in Nayarit, Mexico. It's absolutely incredible and is only $2,650 per person. Includes four nights lodging, three days hunting, all meals, non-alcoholic beverages, transportation, bird boys, cleaning and packing of all birds. You'll even be provided, free of charge, a quality shotgun over and under or automatic, either a Beretta or Browning, three cases of shotgun shells, even the tips are included. Bird season starts soon, so book your adventure today. Contact support at thegrizgear.com. That's support at thegrizgear.com. Or call 434-953-8598. That's 434-953-8598. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Let me tell you about a fantastic boutique hotel on Mag Bay called the Mangrove Inn, located on the estuary in Lopez Mateos. This unique hotel will connect you with nature. The whale watching is incredible. They have the best onshore and offshore fishing guides and even bird watching guides. And the estuary fishing. You can even kayak fish the estuaries right from the hotel. The chef will even cook your catch. Check it out at mangroveinbaja.com or call 434-953-8598 to book your adventure. That's 434-953-8598. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan along with uh, Frank, and we have Bob on the line with us. From uh, He'll do just about anything to catch a fish. Uh, we were talking a little bit about kayaks, and uh, let's let's kind of go over that for a minute. I was saying I remember the, you know, the first ones were just like a, you know, a plastic that you sat in, and you know, I, if you lean over too far one way, you're you're doing a 360. But uh, uh, you know the, what they've got out now are basically are just small boats. You know the, the great thing is they they are a little bigger and heavier, uh, but you can launch them from anywhere. That's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. The uh, the systems that are out uh, there's, there's several brands of kayaks out there. Uh, my preference is the Hobie. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's more fishable for me. It has a pedal system, and uh, you can move yourself up river depending on the current, or down river, or in the ocean. Mm-hmm. If you're in the ocean, you can get over a kelp paddy or something and just stay right there. Yeah. You don't worry about the current. If you got little wind, you can still maneuver to where you're staying on your on your spot. So you put the uh, pedal drive system in reverse and just maintain your position. Correct. Mm-hmm. Well, that's handy. And you oh, can you can stand up on you can stand up on this. Yeah, they have I think the three models that uh, have a, a bar that uh, attaches to the boat. Mm-hmm. You can stand up on that and lean against it. It's very relaxing. You can fly fish, spin fish, whatever you choose to do. Bait cast. Uh, get into the areas that are a little bit more difficult and just be able to reach out. Yeah. And uh, do you take people uh, on, uh, you know, uh, or guide people on kayaks? I guide them on kayaks, uh, fishing, and on tours. Okay. Yeah, the tours they pro, you know they're not so fancy. They're just designed to you know to go someplace they're, with a little effort. They're, base, they're basically a, a paddle system, yeah. not a pedal. More like a canoe, yeah. And and uh, you know you would be going probably about ten miles upriver. Yeah. And uh, just enjoy the pristine surroundings, the lake. I mean the river. Uh, sometimes you'll see seals, bald eagles. Yeah. A lot of nature up there. Right, right. So you do have bald eagles down there. Correct. Okay. But, bald uh, eagles, ducks, geese, everything you want to see. Well, let's talk a bit about more about the gear that you use and why you use you know different uh, types and different waters. Well, that yeah, that's 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 a good one to approach. Uh, we we do. Salt water as well as the fresh, and we go out to link cod, so we're fishing deep, either in a kayak or in a boat. Yeah. Uh, the link cod up there are just absolutely beautiful. So you'd delicious. Use, yeah, you'd use conventional gear for that. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's times where you, I've gone out with a fly rod with a thinking line and let it up a bit and set it on down. If I got the right fly on the end. Mm-hmm. Which I usually get from Frank. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I've got some nice fish off it. Mm-hmm. Great bass up there. Okay. Uh, Saltwater bass. Okay. So uh, you'd use conventional if you're if you're going out and uh, uh, inshore fishing or you know looking for a little bit deeper water for for lings okay. or some bottom fish. Correct. Now, if you're fishing the mouth of the river, you're going to be used probably. Most of the time, you're in a boat, either a kayak or a boat, mm-hmm. and uh, there could be a lot of boats on the water, mm-hmm. uh, up to 100. Uh, but it's a big river, so they can, can accommodate all that. Right. Now, do you have any sturgeon in those waters? Yes, there is. Okay. And you fish for that also? Correct. Okay. That's at certain times of the year when they're running. Yeah. But... Well, We've got someone else coming on a little bit later that's kind of, that's a sturgeon fisherman we're going to find out more about. But they're, yeah, they're interesting. I haven't, I haven't done that much sturgeon fishing, but it is there, uh, or they are there, I should say. And uh, guys come up with some nice 12, 12 footers. Yeah. Well, they've got a slot limit, so it's, it's pretty difficult to get a keeper. 
But, uh, you know, but... But the, the you ones, look into them, you don't know what it is until you get it up, and then you release it. Yeah. And there's well, a lot the, of the, 12, the 12 footers you're talking about are probably about 75 years old, right? More than that. Yeah. Six-foot sturgeon, from what I've been told by some Native Americans, uh, friends of mine, uh, a six-foot is 100 years old. No way. That's what uh, I've been told. Wow. Yeah. So if you're getting a, a ball foot, it's not necessarily 200, but it's well over 100. Wow. Well, then no wonder they look prehistoric. Yeah, but they're ugly. <laughs> yeah. I well, think they're pretty. Yeah, it depends on the, you know, the eye they of are, the beholder. But, you know, they, way you know, they don't, uh, they're, they're bottom feeders, so, you know, they don't have the, you know, the mouth and the teeth that you're, you know, that you expect when you're fishing. But, uh, um, and they actually, from what my experience is, they, they don't fight all that much. They'll make a run, um, get tired quickly, and then they come up to the boat and roll over. Correct. There's not a lot of fight, except for the beginning when you hook them on, they just want to stay down there. Yeah. So you got you got to work to get them up. Mm-hmm. I fought one for two hours and uh, never did see it. Oh, well, he must have been one of those 200-pounders that you're talking about. That, that had to be. They had to be a giant. Yeah. Yeah. But the salmon, salmon fishing is, what you use for the salmon up, what they're using on the rogue is uh, usually an anchovy or herring. Oh. And trolling. So it's a saltwater yeah. bait in the fresh water. Right, but you're right down at the mouth. Yeah. I mean, you can actually, in a boat, you can go on out into the ocean. Well, the salmon, are they are they coming in, you know, to uh, uh, to propagate, or are they just swimming around? No, they're coming in to propagate. Okay. So the, once they once they start up river, they don't really go for the for bait then, because they don't eat, right? No, they'll they'll go probably a mile and a half. They'll eat maybe, maybe two, mm-hmm. and then they're through with that. And then you're you're back on with flies or uh, spinners, castmasters, things of that nature. Yeah, just to give them a, a strike because they they're protecting themselves. Correct. Mm-hmm. It's a reaction. Uh, Frank, have you ever done any of this stuff? Yes, I've done all of it. The one thing I did want to get in and ask you, Bob, what is the best time to come up for, like, your salmon fishing and steelhead fishing? Well, steelhead is now. Um, That's that's the winter run right now. Uh, Actually, the fall and winter run together. The salmon is uh, August, September, October in that area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how would I get in touch with you if I was somebody that didn't know where you're at? I know you're changing your website around, but would we still reach you at your old website? My phone number is on my website. Uh, It's a 949 area code. I'll give it to you, Mm -hmm. 433-9184. I am to to an Oregon phone number also. I'm sorry. We were before we left at the end of the first uh, break. We were talking about we were going to talk about accommodations and what it's like once you get there. Uh, there's a lot of accommodations. The town of Gold Beach um, is a, a small, quaint little town, but has some extremely nice hotels, motels um, on the river, and 
also in town. Well, do you normally stay at a lodge, or do you just get a room in town? Uh, most people stay at a lodge. Uh, a lot of people have their, their RVs, their motorhomes, uh-huh. and there's, there's a lot of accommodations for that up there. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Right. Um, and as far as getting there, you can, you, I guess you can drive if you're someplace in the western United oh, States. Of course. Uh, yeah. Uh, people come from Florida. They come from Vancouver, Canada. Uh-huh. They come from all over the United States. A lot of people from the Midwest um, want to get out of the heat from, from down south, like yeah. down here when it gets to be 100 and whatever. They want to get up and be cool. Uh, it's a great summer vacation area for families. Uh-huh. Uh, the Highway 101 is the main road going through, but there's several uh, several bypasses off by freeway. Yeah. It goes up through Oregon. Mm-hmm. So you come up on the inland side of the, uh, the coastal mountain range and then just a couple of different places you can cross over. Correct. Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell you that uh, you pretty much you can't get there from here. <laughs> I'm going tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so give me about give me the weekend and I'll yeah. I'll be out of here. Well, distance-wise, it's not so bad, but you know, it's not a direct drive. It's it's well, I did it last when I came down uh, mm-hmm. last Sunday, and it's a 14-hour drive. From where? From uh, Gold Beach to. to- Orange County. Oh, yeah, that'd be about right. That'd be about right. Um, You would think, oh, my gosh, how does somebody do it? Well, I'm I'm up in age here a little bit, and uh, I have a dog that's my companion. Yeah. And I just get on and I drive. We stop. She takes a little break. I take a little break. and uh, Stop and get a nap. Okay. Well, we're going to have to wrap this one up. I don't... uh, uh, if there, is there anything else that you want to mention about any lodges or anything that you want people to know about? Well, your website. The, the, the report where I'm at is Rogue River Landing Resort. I should say the resort where okay. I'm at. It's, it's an extremely nice resort. We do get filled up fast. Okay, so that's Rogue River Landing Resort. Correct. .com. Okay. All right. Well, we really appreciate you coming on. That sounds very interesting. you got a lot going on up there. Uh, this year is going to be so exciting. Okay. I, I, I can't wait to get back. Thank All right. you so much. Thanks for, for joining us. All right. We're going to have to go. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio, and we're going to be right back with you. Did you know there's a lake in Northern California that's called the Monster Lake? It's home to some monster-sized largemouth bass and trout because they grow in this giant 10-mile lake. It'll take you 30 minutes to go from one side of the lake to the other. And it has camping, cottages, RV sites, hiking, boating, kayaking, and even horse camping. Tell them John Hennigan sent you, and they'll even give you a special gift on California parks. LakeComancheResort.com. That's LakeComancheResort.com.
If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan. Of course, we have Frank as our co-host, as usual today. And uh, Frank has set us up with uh, Kevin Bell. And it sounds like he's got a bunch of stuff going on. It's uh, um, Kevin, let's kind of introduce you. Uh, what is Wild on the Fly? Um, well, I'm Kevin Bell. I'm the general manager of Bob Marriott's Fly Fishing Store in Fullerton, California. And uh, we have a newly introduced, about a year old now, uh, uh, travel agency, or travel service, rather. Mm-hmm. It's called Wild on the Fly Adventure Travel. And uh website launched about six months ago. And uh, we've got about 80 different destinations all over the world. Wow. To take anglers fly fishing, um, you know, uh, to some exotic places, to some local places, to uh, a variety of things. So that's wildonthefly.com. You can see all our destinations. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, it's growing. It's growing all the time, too. So are you going to go fishing uh, in Costa Rica, uh, uh, Frank, with Kevin? 
No, we the only time we ever get to fish is when we're both not working, and then sometimes we'll meet down at the mouth of the river and fly fish. I think the first time we ever fly fished together was 30 years ago. Wow. Okay. <laughs> that was came a long time. So, now, Ke- Kevin, is that all you do is fly fish? Yeah, I, I, that's all I do these days. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and um, I just got uh, I got just got back from Brazil. I was down in Brazil over Thanksgiving, eighteen days in Brazil, uh, checking out a couple lodges. It's mm-hmm. a rough tour of duty, but somebody has to do it. So we yeah. took a group down there, and and we were fishing for both peacock bass on the fly, and um, and then um, and then uh, also Arapaima. We went over to uh, the Mummy Rual. Um, reserve there and fish for arapaima, which was a very interesting fish. They, they grow large, they grow to 300 pounds, 400 pounds, Whoa. and we saw some that big. We didn't get them to eat the fly that big, but uh, we caught some 40 pound baby juvenile fish at 40 pounds. Wow. And uh, quite an adventure. Very interesting fish. They they breathe air. Their, their lungs are not prehistoric fish, and their lungs are not totally complete. So, I mean, their gills, rather, they're inefficient. And so these fish actually come to the surface to take a big gulp of air so, but before they not, descend it's, again. You know, it's not like a dolphin or a whale that actually breathes air. They just kind of augment. It's, uh, it, it's a fish. It's in the same family as like the arowana. Uh, it's the biggest fish in the Amazon, and we were we were, we were fishing for those. I did have a wow. big fish on for just a few minutes before I lost it. I was tough fishing for the for the big guys. Uh, they were getting ready to spawn, but the uh, juvenile fish were a little more cooperative, so we did catch some thirty to fifty pound fish. Well, Brazil's a big place, but the Amazon is where you were fishing. We were out of Manaus. We, we from. Uh, Everything was based out of Manaus. We flew to Manaus, and then it was uh, an hour and a half plane ride to the destination for the peacock bass, and it was a floating lodge. Uh, River Plate Anglers is who we worked with. It was a great accommodations, great great facilities. You have these individual cabins uh, that are air conditioned, and they're they're floating cabins. And then they'll actually they're on pontoons, and they'll move up and down the river. They're huh. towed by a boat up and down the river. Yeah. To um, to the better fishing grounds, so the water level fluctuates there quite a bit. So oh. we, we moved a series like a, a total of three times. Okay, and um, and then the um, so and when, the you reserve, wake, when you wake up in the morning, you're in a different spot. Uh, it, well, they typically would move it while we were out fishing. Mm-hmm. We didn't move at night to you know yeah. it's kind of dangerous at night. Uh, I mean, because you're in the middle of absolutely nowhere. And so um, they would move it. We'd go fishing. They'd move. We'd come back to a different place. It wasn't, you know, they'd move maybe five miles at a time. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a slow process, but it was mm-hmm. quite interesting. And air-conditioned cabins. It was just really a really nice nice trip. Well, if you're going to be on the Amazon, air-conditioned cabin would be pretty handy to have instead of you know, one of those nets. And yeah. Bugs. It, yeah. Kevin, where's yeah, your favorite What's spot really interesting about the... Amazon is people, and I have the misnomer too that that there's it's really really buggy, yeah. and in a lot most of the most of the water there, because of the tannins in the water from the decaying leaves and stuff, uh, mosquito larvae can't uh, can't populate. They can, they can't survive. So I saw maybe a total of a dozen mosquitoes in the whole trip. Oh. Now, if you venture, if you're brave enough to venture into the jungle, yeah. Uh, then you'll see a lot of mosquitoes and other things too. So, but but on the river itself, it was really really bug free. Yeah. I mean, I've had mm. more bugs in Montana than I had down there. Mm. Mm. Well, do they feed on the bugs? 
No, they're, these are these are uh, peacock bass. Are it's, a, it's, it's the fastest, most aggressive bass I've ever seen, uh, and they're eating other bait fish. So we had and and also themselves. I mean, basically anything that it looks like it's alive, they'll grab. Uh, so we had a lot of streamer-style flies, if you're fly fishermen. Um, big stuff. Didn't seem to size. The bigger, the better. Uh, the biggest fish on the fly caught was, uh, in our group, was was 15 pounds. And then um, we had some hook on a little bigger. And these fish are incredibly strong. We're fishing 50-pound fluorocarbon leader and and to have some of the bigger fish just break you off it's mm-hmm. pretty amazing when they, they break you off or bite you off break you off break hmm. they're, they're that strong it's just crazy you, you i read the i read the documents ahead of time i said nah that can't be yeah no they're, they're not they don't have a real they have a very uh like a sandpaper tooth it's not a uh not real yeah. toothy um and uh, but it, but it's actually just brute strength, just turning that head so aggressively that can pop yeah. it. So. Well, that's the thing about uh, people go after peacock is because they are uh, well a tough fighting fish. And uh, there's there's also many varieties of uh, of peacock bass also. Yeah, we uh, I, I the names escaped me. One of them was the butterfly peacock, and there were two other species that we were targeting. Uh, and I just don't have the names on the tip of my tongue. They they gave me the uh, Portuguese names and the, and the Brazilian names, but I, I just didn't retain it. So yeah. Um, Did you but, get any uh, rainbow bass while you were fishing for the peacock? No rainbow bass. No mention of rainbow bass. We did. I did get your piranha on the fly, which is kind of yeah. that's fine. And so they were they're in abundance down there. And and uh, huh. uh, so the guides didn't spend a lot of time. They didn't put their fingers in the water. It was all yeah. you get your fly stuck, and they were getting it out with a stick and whatnot. So yeah. uh, either the the piranha or the caiman down uh, there. Piranha piranha definitely got teeth. Yeah, yeah, that they're um, incredible, incredible teeth. Yeah, mm-hmm. we 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 did eat some. We caught some and ate some actually. So well, yeah, um, I'd heard I'd heard that they're they're pretty good eating, but uh, you want to make sure it's <laughs> you whack it on the head before you you start not messing the other with way it. Yeah. Around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They they I was taking the the guy I had hooked it actually. You know, I was fishing for peacocks and and hooked the piranha and was taking the fly out and the guy was like, no, don't do that. And then I saw it clamp down on the fly. His jaw was so strong for the size of the fish yeah. that I just, you know, here, uh, yeah, guide, you go ahead and take care of this because yeah. <laughs> silly yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, you don't stick your fingers in to pull it out. So what was the biggest one you got while you were down there? I got a uh, peacock. I got 11-pounder Steve Jensen, the owner of our shop. He got a 14-pounder. I was down there fishing with him. And uh, and there were we had a couple big fish on maybe eighteen twenty pounds that we seventeen twenty pounds that uh, we didn't land uh, and I guess the biggest one that this this season was twenty seven pounds uh, I, don't, I don't think it was cut on the fly I'm not sure but uh, that's a heck of a that's a lot of a lot of peacock bass that's yeah just, well that's a strong one. And uh, let's stop just for a second and talk about fly fishing and travel service. You said you've yeah. got 80 different uh, locations that you can take people to. So people just kind of go, gee, I would like right here. Or do you guide them as to where they want to go? We have a series of outfitters. We don't do any guiding out of the shop here. We do have uh, local guys that will Well, what I'm talking to. about is do you guide them as to where to go? 
Uh, we no, we handle it. Uh, uh, you know, from the beginning to the end, uh-huh. we handle everything. You tell us you want to go to Brazil fishing for peacock bass, and we just we take it from there. We find out your dates you're available, and we it's a full service travel. Uh, we take care of everything, including the airlines, if that's what's uh, desired. Some people like to book their own air, but uh-huh. uh, we take care of all of it. So it's not just a referral service or a, a outfitter. We're we're a full service. Uh, fly fishing travel destination mm-hmm. um, yeah, and is, it, is it normally groups or do you have individuals or groups or what do you want it is both from a group of a dozen people going to Chile or Argentina which we just set up or if it's individuals going to um, uh, a couple of friends going fishing for, for somewhere else uh, mm-hmm. you know it's uh, we do have hosted trips too where one of the uh, some people find comfort in that going with somebody that's traveled a little bit uh-huh. and uh, maybe knows the operation is right. to uh, take along a group and and kind of take take care of them and yeah someone that's sure been there, somewhere that's been there before and keep them rounded up yeah yeah it's it's it's, uh, it's, uh, it's there's some comfort in that and then having somebody um, uh, you know that that has yeah, I've some I've done I've, I've done some group trips and trust me it's not all that easy because everybody's got a different idea and if you say mm-hmm. okay we got to be here at one o'clock and everybody else says no I'm going to do this I'm going to do that and so the whole yeah, thing falls apart. It can be a lot of work. It's yeah, that everybody chasing them around. Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah. it's it's all good. So, um, you know, fishing. So it's not never too bad. Yeah, yeah. Just everybody's got a different idea, and you can't, uh, you know, you can't, you know, you got to be nice about it and let them do what they want to do. But it's kind of hard to keep it all together. Yeah, there's all rules and rules everybody has to follow, and just you know, some people want to want to go rogue on you a little bit, but just have a problem and bring them back in and. Let them know the general operation. And yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we're talking to uh, Kevin Bell, Wild on the Fly. He's a professional fly, I guess, uh, host, uh, angler guide, and it's Fly Fishing and Travel Service. And the website on that is what? It's wildonthefly.com. Wildonthefly.com. Well, that should be easy enough. Well, that was very interesting, Kevin. We appreciate that. Yeah, thanks a lot, Kevin. All right. Nice to be with you guys. All right. Thanks for the You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio, and we're going to be back real quick. As a matter of fact, uh, Kevin, if you want to hang around for a minute, we'll just finish up with you. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAHA. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. Enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and of course we got Frank as our co-host, and we've got Kevin Bell with Wild on the Fly. Um, quick question, Kevin. Uh, yes. Belize has become very popular, but now, you know, and of course the Amazon has, has been popular, but there's a lot of places that are opening up that uh, people just didn't go to five, ten years ago. And part of that, I suppose, is that accommodations and availability. Oh, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. There's a there's numerous operations that say weren't even there and were thought of, you know, five mm-hmm. or ten years ago. So, and it's growing all the time. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're getting innovative, like these floating cabins that I was speaking of earlier. You know, um, they're, they're to, to get people to these these different locales. So. Uh, yeah, if you haven't looked at travel in a while, you look at some crazy places that you never thought about fishing that you can now, can yeah. now get to mm-hmm. comfortably, comfortably too. Well, and again, that goes back to wild on the fly because if you know if you're um, you're new at this and you don't really know where to want to go or how to do it, you really need somebody that's been there and knows the, knows uh, you know, knows a little bit about it. Yeah, there's about eight of us working through the you know uh, three of us in the shop here. We've got. Uh, collectively, oh, maybe 200, maybe or more years of fly fishing experience between the eight of us or nine of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got a lot of people that have, if we haven't been, if I haven't been someplace personally, of course, I've, I've worked here with Bob Marriott, and he's been all over the world. And then we've got uh, some 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 folks uh, uh, that 
former fly shop owners, uh, Dan Shepard. Uh, he had the oh, Missoula yeah. fly shop. Grizzly Hackle in Missoula, you know, he's been all over the world as well. So we've got a, a depth of, of resources here to, you know, to uh, even for the now, most basic questions. Do, do you guys, do you have actually guides or are you just hosts? We are hosts. We we don't uh, guide ourselves. We we go with the professionals. We have outfitters that we work okay, with. Okay, all right. And, so you you, and, you, and, you you'll fish with a guide, but uh, but it's a guide that you're going to source. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, but we make it real easy. We just uh, tell us what you're interested in doing and where you want to go, and uh, and we'll we'll get you there. We'll make it as uh, you can be as involved or not as you want to. And uh, we are part of Bob Marriott's Fly Fishing Store. The, the Wild on the Fly is the travel division of Bob Marriott's Fly Fishing Store mm-hmm. in in Fullerton. Mm-hmm. And we've got a brand new website too that uh, people might check out, and that's Bob Marriott's Fly Fishing Store dot com. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Frank, you know uh, Kevin. You got any comments? Uh, well, I've fished with Kevin, and he's always been one hundred and ten percent honest. Mm-hmm. And we we send each other customers all the time. So mm-hmm. that's I, uh, It's a good working relationship. A lot of fly shops don't get along. Me and Kevin gets along really good. Yeah. Yeah, but a long time. Yeah, a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I'm with him, but not always for him. <laughs> but uh, so all, all you do, uh, Kevin, is is fly fishing. If somebody wants to, you know, use a spinning rod or you know whatever it is they're doing, do you do you uh, allow them to take that with them, or is just... Oh yeah, oh yeah. It depends on the destination. We have like in in. Um... Uh, the, the Brazil group, group I mentioned uh, half of the group, uh, they, they fly fish, but they decided to throw, you know, spinnerbaits and whatnot and, and plugs and stuff uh, for the for the trip. So, yeah, it depends on the destination. Some of it's fly fishing only. Mm-hmm. Some of it's uh, you can you can do both, and it's totally – we just want people out there having a good time fishing. Yeah, catching so, fish. There you go. However you want to do it. Okay. Well, again, it's time for us to, uh, to get out of here for sure this time. We're wrapping it up, and – Kevin Bell with uh, go to wildonthefly.com. Find out about some of these uh, 80 different locales that you didn't even know you, you've heard about, and, but now you want to go. That's, Thanks very uh, much, maybe, gentlemen. Maybe Kevin's got some ideas on places that you didn't even you didn't think you wanted to go. Okay. Uh, Frankie, thank you very much. And uh, uh, Kevin, we appreciate having you on. You are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com and listen to the show as many times as you like. Welcome to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't even imagine. This is John Hennigan, and of course we've got Frank Selby, our perennial co-host, and we've got another special person we haven't had on for a while. He's been very busy. Uh, we have Kevin Lamar from Soft Science, uh, and he produces a, uh, a product that I've fallen in love with, and we've got a, a few out, and it's you know I've given some away, and I think uh, most of the people that I've given them to have gone back and, and bought some from you, Kevin. 
They, we have, they have. I'm glad they have because our business is going great right now. Our uh, uh, our shoes are really being accepted as kind of a premier uh, hunt and fish shoe and uh, and comfort shoe. Yeah. Well, I I think that you're just on the verge of going viral as I've been getting a lot of. Uh, uh, I, I've just seen them in, in different places and, and uh, getting some feedback from them. Yep. Well, we, that's what we've seen, too. We've had, we had an amazing uh, fourth quarter, and uh, we've got kind of the who's who of the saltwater fishing and bass fishing world wearing them now. And uh, we've come out with some uh, boots that we can use for flats waitering and, uh, and uh, uh, wet waitering. And we've got a bunch more stuff coming out uh, that just came up uh, uh, today on our website. Okay. Um, and we got uh, Adrian on the air. Um, um, well, let me let me let people know what it is. He's got a product uh, that's a foot product. I'm not sure it, when you say shoes, you go, okay. Well, how many different types of shoes are there? But uh, these are something completely different, and they're so comfortable. I know last time I went to Mexico, I wore them for, you know, like two or three weeks with never, with never took them off. Um, and they don't stink. <laughs> yep. And when you want to wash them, you just throw them in the washing machine. Absolutely. Well, and, and our material, uh, John, is called Trillion. And it's a material that was developed uh, initially, the, the gentleman who founded Crocs, and developed the, their cross light material, founded our company, and developed a, a kind of a, a better generation okay. of that well, material we're gonna, called Trillium. We're going to have to t- take a break, and we're going to come back and talk more about that, Kevin. So if you can hang around, that would be awesome. You are listening to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com and listen as many times as you want. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Used by fishermen who know where to get the best fishing gear around, AFCO makes the highest quality fishing rod components worldwide. If it says AFCO, you know you have a quality rod. Guy Harvey Clothing, the best outdoor clothing line anywhere, is also available through AFTCO. Longest lasting, functional, and best looking clothing you'll be proud to wear. Only the very best materials and workmanship. As soon as you put it on, you'll know the difference. Look for AFCO at quality retailers or go to AFTCO.com. The fall and winter season is here and time for some fantastic fishing. The trout and bass are biting, a quick drive from the valleys below. We have some great boat rentals to choose from or bring your own. Visit LakeGregoryRecreation.com for information. LakeGregoryRecreation.com. That's LakeGregoryRecreation.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app 
or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan along with Frank Selby, and we have Kevin Lamar from uh, Soft Science. And I hesitate to use the word shoes because the product that he has is just, you know, shoes is something that, you know, you put on your feet to protect them from gravel and stubbing your toes and stuff. But these are, well, it's a comfort wear. It's almost uh, orthopedic, I guess, but it's so so comfortable that uh, there's no, you know, you don't change your shoes every day like you normally would. Take them off and let them sit because they, first of all, you can wear them for a few weeks and they, you know, they don't really collect an odor, but you can go ahead and, and pull the insoles out and throw them in the washing machine and they come right back like new. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We designed them that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so they're they're easy, they're fashionable because well, I wouldn't say fashion, but they look good. <laughs> they are fashionable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It depends on your 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 interpretation of fashion, yeah. I guess. <laughs> well, I live in Santa Barbara, and it's the headquarters of God. What's that company that they? Gosh, they they make uh, Deckers. And, Deckers, and they, yeah. They, yeah okay. They've got they've got at least half a dozen different lines, and none of them are cheap. Yeah, but, that's uh, true. And so, so when you compare, you know, your product to theirs, I like yours better, and it's half the price or less. Absolutely, it's uh, none of our shoes are over a hundred dollars. And and what's key about our shoes, John, is we we started the company, and as I mentioned, Scott seems who founded Crocs uh, developed the material, and we developed the material actually to be used to treat people with plantar fasciitis and with diabetes of the foot. Hmm. And uh, as we were selling these shoes initially through the, uh, the podiatry sector, uh, we ended up taking the shoes to the Miami Boat Show about four years ago and got such an amazing response that we started to look into expanding into the water category. And then a couple of years ago, I think that's how we met, we went to the um, uh, ICAST show, which is a big fishing show down in yeah. Orlando in, mm-hmm. in midsummer. And we got an amazing response. And what's happened since then is, is our company has grown about 500%. Uh, we have now shoes that we launched in 2017 that were really kind of a, um, our first foray into the water and, uh, uh, and, and kind of fishing footwear company. But the, the, big, the big thing about our shoes is the material 
there is no pressure points on the bottom of the shoe. And, and so when you stand in them, it takes all the pressure off ankle, knees, and hips. And then uh, one of the great things about the shoe for a boater is the material is the highest slip resistant as tested by ASTM st- testing standards. That's the so soles. you're not going to slip on your boat. Mm-hmm. That's correct. That's, mm-hmm. And we have Trillian on the outsole and the insole. So you stand on two levels of comfort. It's slip resistant, non-marking. And one of the things we do have on the front of our shoe is water drain because we know you're going to get, you're, yeah. you're, you know, you're out on a boat, your food are going to get wet. The water's going to drain very quickly out of, out of your shoe. In fact, we have the fa- fastest draining shoe and the fastest drying shoe. And, yeah. and an interesting fact about our shoes is we're the only shoe or wa- uh, shoe on the market, water shoe that I know of, and I think the only shoe on the market uh, besides certain flip-flops that float. And uh, oh. so if you ever had dropped the shoes over the over the side or anything, they're, they're not going to sink. They're going to float. You're going to be able to get them in. And as you said, take the insoles out and wash them with a little soap and water to clean well, the bacteria what, you know off what, of it. And, what I found interesting is that when it's cold, they keep you warm. And when it's hot, they keep you cool. I don't know how you do our, that. Ours is a temperature-resistant material. So it reflects the temperature that's being, uh, I guess, pressed against it. So if it's hot, it's going to reflect the heat. If it's cool, it's going to reflect the, 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 cooler, the cooler temperature. And I use mine on my uh, waders. I'm a, I'm a big waterfowler out here in Denver. And I uh, uh, was just out here recently goose hunting and duck hunting. And, boy, it was, uh, it was cold. I got out of the truck that morning. And it was 4 degrees. Put the uh, insoles. I put the insoles in my waders, and it has completely alleviated any of the cold foot, uh, you know, problems that I've had in my waders, and it just mm-hmm. really keeps my feet warm. Wait a minute! You took the insoles out and put them in your waders? I did. I did. It was better than uh, putting on another pair of uh, insula or, <laughs> or wool socks. It worked way better than that. Oh, but okay. They, it worked so, and, then, great. and then, and yeah. then, what? What you? And then you had shoes. Or you just used the waders with the bottom that had the. Well, I did. Yeah, I used. A, I was using a different pair. I was using a boot, boot foot waiter. We don't make a boot foot waiter yet. We're mm-hmm. working on one. All of our waiter. All of our waiter boots are uh, stocking foot waders. And mm-hmm. in fact. The one thing, most of our waders are, are, are wet waders, so you just wear them without uh, any type of waiter, waiter bottom to them. So they're at a you know, mild temperature or medium temperature. And then we make a pair of flat boots that also has a neoprene upper. So if you're any, doing any flats wading and things like that, it protects your foot and it has a tie at the top. So any sand or shells or anything don't, don't come through the top of the, of the boot and, and get, into, get into your foot. Right, right. Because I just, you know, the 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 waders that you got me, you know, work well for a boat. But I found I didn't really need them because they, uh, you know, that you can get your feet wet when you're on a boat, and it, you know, it's it doesn't get they're not cold. Right, exactly. We 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 think that uh, well, we think our material is so kind of breakthrough that we will be uh, moving into more casual comfort shoes for men and women, and then also expanding our hunting and and fishing line with uh, a spring hunting boot that we've got coming out this year, and then uh, uh, what we call inclement wader boots that we'll have uh, about mid year, and then uh, uh, waders themselves that we're working on right now. Mm-hmm. And, and if you want to see our product, our brand new product, it just went up today on softscience.com. Mm-hmm. So we have our Fin 3 shoe. We have a, a shoe called the Fin H2O, which is great for kayak fishing. In fact, we designed it for kayak fishing. It has a small neoprene upper, works, you know, stays on your foot really well, great slip resistant, water drains, all that stuff. Um, and we have a, a shoe we call the Sail Fin that's a, a built off an athletic 
uh, kind of kind of last, if you will, so that you can get off the boat and kind of do uh, more athletic things, run, do stuff like that. Um, the only thing I tell you is because they're so slip resistant, I wouldn't play any tennis in them because oh. uh, you're going to find it grips the court yeah. better than you want. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, but I can see how they would they would you know they're they're comfortable and they're, well they're um, they, they tend to be a bit roomy. So if you've got oh, a if you've got a wide foot, you don't have to order an extra wide because they seem to accommodate right. pretty much anything that uh, that you can put in there. Right, and we're all whole sizes. So if you're a nine and a half, you're going to want to order a ten. They are more roomy, and that was based on uh, the early designs, which uh, were made for people with plantar fasciitis. But what we're finding is is our material is accommodating, so it comes up to meet the foot. Mm-hmm. And really, uh, rather than it form to the foot, it's accommodating meets the foot. So even with a high arch or low arch, it really supports your foot well. It's almost like standing in sand where it will, yeah. will come up and meet the foot and, and hold the foot in place just with your natural form. Mm-hmm. And if you've got you know feet or toes or something that's spread out or long toenails or something, it, uh, it accommodates that. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. There we got. Uh, and I'll tell you what, they are. The, we hear constantly from our customers, and, and uh, we post these on our, our uh, Soft Science Facebook page and mm-hmm. then uh, on our website as well. We have amazing responses from people that wear our shoes and have found our shoes and love them and, and how much they've helped their uh, their ortho, not only their orthopedic problems, but uh, they're just some of the most, uh, I guess, forgiving shoes uh, that anybody. Yeah, I know my my younger brother has problems with his feet. He's got you know big wide feet for one thing, and he has you know, he has to wear orthopedic shoes. But I gave him a pair of these, and you know they work just fine. Absolutely, mm-hmm. we we think that that's probably one of our bigger markets. Is is as you uh, as you get older, your feet tend to widen, and people yeah. that have had uh, any type of foot problems. But it, but you know the the angler, uh, and this is this is something we all know as anglers. You spend a lot of time on your feet, and yep. especially if you're angling and and doing any any um, right. uh, any, any kayak right. fishing or or stuff right. like that. You're going to be on your feet uh, a lot, and these are very accommodating to them. Okay, well we're going to have to let you go here. Pretty quick, but I I project that uh, uh, you're going to be going viral, you know, in the first quarter. I gotta well, tell I, you one thing: them are the best shoes I've ever put on, and I'm saying this on the air. I have never found a comfortable pair of shoes than what them, mm-hmm. and I wear four sides half the time. Right. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's a big difference. Yeah, yeah well, these, are, awesome. these are accommodating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really good well, the, you know, the, those shoes you're talking about, they cramp your toes, and you know, they're you know, they they they're fine. But anyway, uh, we appreciate having you on, Kevin, and uh, we'll be bringing you back in a couple of weeks and uh, let us know about the new products that you've got coming out. So you are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com and listen to as many times as you like. The best wind shooting is in Nayarit, Mexico. It's absolutely incredible and is only $2,650 per person. Includes four nights lodging, three days hunting, all meals, non-alcoholic beverages, transportation, bird boys, cleaning and packing of all birds. You'll even be provided, free of charge, a quality shotgun over and under or automatic, either a Beretta or Browning. Three cases of shotgun shells. Even the tips are included. 
bird season starts soon, so book your adventure today. Contact support at thegrizzgear.com. That's support at thegrizzgear.com. Or call 434-953-8598. That's 434-953-8598. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Let me tell you about a fantastic boutique hotel on Mag Bay called the Mangrove Inn, located on the estuary in Lopez Mateos. This unique hotel will connect you with nature. The whale watching is incredible. They have the best onshore and offshore fishing guides and even bird watching guides. And the estuary fishing. You can even kayak fish the estuaries right from the hotel. The chef will even cook your catch. Check it out at mangroveinbaja.com or call 434-953-8598 to book your adventure. That's 434-953-8598. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan, and of course we have Frank Selby. Thank you, Frank, for uh, doing another great job of co-hosting with us. And we have someone on that uh, does something, you know, we talk a lot about bass fishing and fly fishing and some uh, blue water fishing, uh, but this is something a little bit different. A lot of people would like to know about, and not too many people do know about it or how to do it. Um, and I was just off the air. I said, how many people, um, that's 150 people that go to your fishing club. Uh, Frank, if you asked how many of you have uh, caught a, a legal sturgeon, how many, raise your hand. Four. Uh, and you said four with conviction, but it seems like a lot to me. Well, no, because we used to go to Oregon every year on the Columbia and fish them. Oh, okay. It used to be six of us. Now there's only four left. Yeah, okay. All right. But uh, as a matter of fact, we're going to find out a little bit about fishing on the Columbia. But let's go ahead and uh, bring on Steve Leonard from Steve Steve's GuidedAdventures.com. Uh, Steve, welcome to Thank you. Uh, Fish Talk Radio. 
Yes, and thank you. So we're going to be, for the next uh, 12 minutes plus another 12 minutes, we're going to be talking about sturgeon, maybe a little bit about the history, the the species, uh, and how to catch them. And, you know, just uh, it's, a, it's a fascinating fish. I assume it's a fish, right? Absolutely, but, uh, yes. It's, Very but, prehistoric. But it is, yeah, boy, they sure look like it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they've been around longer than most any other fish, but they certainly yes, they, have. They, they certainly look prehistoric when you see them. Yep. And yeah, they got they got you know mid eighteen hundreds they were catching them in late eighteen hundreds and stuff, especially in the early nineteen hundreds around here. You know, with the mule team of horses and stuff like that. A lot of photos in the museums around here and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the horses. Oh, you mean horses to pull them out of the water? Yeah, 12, 14, 16 foot fish. Wow. Uh huh. I got trophy trips I run up here May, June, and July mm-hmm. that I'm targeting the bigger fish. And our average fish is 8 to 10 feet in length. Wow. Catch and, and release. And that was, well, they're not. Um, Really girthy. They're just kind of typical, like a like a fish. But uh, how much no, would something like that weigh? These get girthy. Yeah. Some of them, the, the bigger fish would get that are over pushing twelve foot. Where they're probably around six, seven hundred pounds. Wow. Yeah, you need a team of horses for that. Well, we got we got bigger big gear for that, and fighting belts and fighting shirts and stuff like that that helps out the customer. So mm-hmm. we're geared up for it. Obviously, bigger rods and bigger reels, like mm-hmm. you would offshore, you know, blue water fishing type stuff. So mm-hmm. very tough fighting fish. Well, of course, you talk about trophy fishing, so um, it is legal in certain parts of the waters to you know to take them, but they've got a very tight uh, uh, slot limit. There is. There is a slot limit, and like you said, there is, it is very tight nowadays. Um, what has happened is back in 2000, uh, well, in the 9-11 Trade Center and all that stuff, so that's some the restrictions on uh, Homeland Security and, and uh, around these dams and stuff like that. So that federal agents that were trappers and shooters that would take care of some feline issue problems or anything like anything else that we have in the neighborhoods or anywhere there's any predators or anything that they come and huh. take care of it. Well, they couldn't do it anymore after 9-11 with the restrictions. So these sea lions started showing up and they came in oh. bigger numbers. And they're the smartest mammal out there. So what it, and that is what happened to our sturgeon population was the stellar sea lions from Alaska and the California sea lions came up here in uh, early 2000, and they started um, preying on our sturgeon population below the first dam on the Columbia River called Bonneville Dam. Mm-hmm. You used to see, I, in my time, and I grew up fishing these waters as a kid and still fishing today and you never seen sea lions in this section of the Columbia River ever. You'd always see them in the lower Columbia 60 miles up from the ocean because yeah. they follow some smelt runs and stuff but they're always in that area. Never upriver. And at this point in time you could count over 200 sea lions when the salmon are in in the springtime in that area below the dam. Hmm. And they preyed on all these big oversized sturgeon, the trophy spawner fish and they would come in in the summertime. And that is what happened to the sturgeon population. So this lower Columbia River, they shut down for five years completely so we could not take any retention, which is a good management practice before they go extinction. Mm-hmm. So they have rebounded, and they don't spawn until they're over six feet in length on the average. So they're about 72 inches for the females. They even start producing caviar. Well, to uh, when, okay, how old do they, before they can reproduce, how old is a sturgeon? You're probably pitching mid twenties. Okay. Wow. You know, seventeen to twenty-one years. Yeah, I mean, most fish don't even live that long. The average keeper size that we're keeping is about fourteen to seventeen years old. Mm-hmm. 
so, and that's up to five feet in length. So, anyways, they they knocked the restriction down from six foot where we could keep them down to five to protect that area when there was a lot of pressure on the sturgeon. And then they finally ended up shutting it down. When they reopened the lower Columbia River this year for the first time, uh, they did like four days in June. They shortened the slot limit and had a smaller quota. They gave like 2,000 fish. There's, they predict over 200,000 that are in that area at that time. So mm-hmm. it's small numbers of fish that were taken. Because sport fishing, it's big up here. It's, it's a huge um, uh, sport fish up here for us. It's a lot of money that brings into these towns and the economy and stuff and, and tackle shops. And, and everybody just loves the sturgeon fishing up here because there's a lot of action. It's, it's very friendly fishing. And, and it's just a good time. Yeah. So, but, but they do have some. So, above the dams now, what they call the pool is above the dam. There's a series of dams on the Columbia River. The first one's Bonneville. So, in that Bonneville pool, right above the dam, is a certain sl- uh, slot limit, and it's 38 to 54 inches. And we measure from the nose to the fork of the tail now. And I think they switched that in California also, up in the Bay Area. They used to measure to the tip of the tail. There's too much variance. So they went to the inside fork of the tail. It's way better. And it's 38 to 54 inches. So it's like a three and a half to five foot fish. Mm-hmm. And then as you move up higher at the Columbia River behind the next dam, it's a little bit tighter window on the retention slot limit. And there's lesser fish for the quota. Mm-hmm. So above Bonneville, it's like 800 fish. And they kind of give us an early season that starts January 1. And they'll go to about mm, end of February. And they'll shut it down because the quota will be met. And then they reopen it a couple of days in June. They leave some of the quota for a summer fishery. Well, is it a seasonal thing? It's like, I mean, do they have winter runs or do they just kind of hang out? These fish are they're all landlocked except for the lower ones. So they're, in, they're just in different sections of the river, like deeper water or shallow water and clam beds, depending on the time of the year. So they do move. So it does matter what section of the river within that pool you are fishing. And what depth of water mm-hmm. makes a big difference. And that section of river that we're fishing is uh, is in the winter months. So you have that section of river is in the Cascade Mountain Range. So the weather can be more snow, colder weather, more winds and stuff. So we run tops on our boats with eaters and stuff to make them more comfortable. Some days the wind can blow too much and get blown off the river. Um, it's a very to be a treacherous section of river for people that don't know what they're doing to come up and just go fishing because they need to know what the weather's doing and stuff like that uh-huh. in that section of river. There's not a lot of current like we have below the dam. It'll sink your boat. There is a lot. There is current, but it's more so the wind waves that get people in trouble up in that section well, of river. Well, that's, you know, the, the Columbia is a huge river. I mean, there's, there's a lot of water that comes out of the Columbia. I know that uh, apparently you can go offshore a mile from the mouth of the Columbia and get fresh water. Oh, yes. Oh, and it's, when it's on an outgoing tide with the volume, it's pushing over 400,000 CFS. That's a lot of water. Yeah. And I fished the ocean for salmon in that section of river, and they're absolutely correct. And that outgoing tide is farther than that. Mm-hmm. The CR buoy is three miles off the mouth, and I know that they can get fresh water out there. Mm, yeah. Yeah. From the flow. Yeah. So, but that's that's the sturgeon and not the different slot limits. So I do have a season starting January 1, and it, it, it can be uh, it's better a little bit towards the end of the season as far as in February. The water warms up a little bit more, and it just seems to fish a little bit better. 
Um, but it's all about the days, too, that we have the fish and the weather. If you have calm days with no wind and, and snow and stuff like that, obviously you go because that's great days to go fishing mm-hmm. with no wind. I got, a, in. I got one question. Do they yeah. still count them as they go up the the, uh, the ladders? They ladders. don't count the sturgeon because sturgeon don't migrate through the ladders. They do all the salmon and steelhead. Yeah. But they do. They count hundreds of thousands of fish. Yeah. I remember but, 20 years ago, we seen a few of them going up the ladder. That's correct. So the sturgeon don't migrate through the dams, and what they've done over the years, they don't do it anymore, but they used to net these sturgeon in the lower Columbia River, and they barge them up. Them mm-hmm. above. Mm-hmm. And then that program lost its funding, but they're, it has its own ecosystem up in that sections now behind each one of these dams. So they have their currents from the dams, that they spawn at, so all these fish in those pools will usually migrate up towards the dams when they go to spawn in the gravel bars. And then they have, you know, some of these pools are 35, 40 miles long. Some of them are longer than that. There's one above, which would be the John Day. It's about, would be the McNary. It's 70 miles from there to the next dam. It's a pretty long pool. So, but these they had to have their own system, their own food. They got freshwater clams. You got salmon spawning and dying. You got all these shad runs that come through to spawn and die. So there's a lot of food for these fish, and uh, and then they have their own spawning grounds within each one of these pools. So they kind of just re- they they mm-hmm. reproduce. Well, I was just going to ask about their feeding habits, but uh, uh, we won't. We got less than a minute in this segment, so we'll save that for the next one. You bet. About what uh, you know, what what they eat, and and uh, you know, I, from what I understand, we can use uh, um, something similar to uh, uh, um, what the what's that other bottom the uh, carp or something where you use like stinky bait. Oh but, yeah, uh, yeah sometimes the old timers always talked about that, but we use a lot of fresh bait. I'm using fresh bait, a lot of scents. So we're very, mm-hmm. very keen on scent. Their mm-hmm. eyesight's very poor. Okay. Uh, some of the best days I've had sturgeon fishing were in days when the river was muddy. Yeah. Big flows, and people don't think that these sturgeon bite and they're crazy. They don't go out. But yeah. I've had some of my best days in murky water like a catfish. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to come back uh, shortly. And with, I think there is a similarities between the catfish and the sturgeon, but we're going to find out. You are listening to uh, Fish Hunt Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com and listen to us all you like. It's a great time to visit Lake Nascimento. Hard to pronounce, easy to find, to rest and relax this fall and winter season. Cast your line, sit back, breathe in the crisp air, and catch a fish. The resorts offer accommodations from lodges that sleep four or more, modular cabins that sleep up to eight, all fully furnished lodges with scenic views of the lake. Self-contained RV rental trailers are also available. Located midway between Los Angeles and San Francisco, the resort offers fun and adventure for the entire family. Visit NascimentoResort.com. That's N-A-C-I-M-I-E-N-T-O Resort.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. 
The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777 tuna to find out how affordable world class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777 tuna. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan. Of course, we have Frank Selby, and we have a very interesting person on the line with us that uh, specializes in uh, uh, catching sturgeon. And there's not a whole lot of guides around that specialize in sturgeon, and he's a sturgeon expert, that's for sure. Um, now, you're talking about the Columbia and uh, uh, you know, the bases of the dam. Uh, what all rivers uh, do you find sturgeon in? Well, here we mainly fish them or find them in the main stem of the Columbia River. They do, however, go up a couple of these tributaries that run into it. One is the Cowlitz River out of Washington, the bigger river, and then the Sandy River in Oregon. Mm-hmm. They run up in those and they're eating on little freshwater clams and crawdads and stuff. But we don't ever really fish them and target them in there, but they do go up in there more so in the winter months. They're up in those areas. The flows are bigger, and the water's colder in the Columbia, so they pull up in those tributaries to feed and stuff. Right. Well, you uh, mentioned and then that Bay and Oregon on the Oregon coast has them around. Here oh also. yeah, yeah. So basically, the bigger rivers in northern Oregon. Yep. Willamette River also that comes through Portland has a ton of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that would make sense. Willamette's a pretty good sized river. Very big. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Especially the lower section. And the. Uh, uh, we, we'd mentioned a little bit about the similarity between catfish and sturgeon. Uh, mm-hmm. Both of them are, are bottom feeders, and they just kind of suck the whatever floats to the bottom is what they're after. But and that's why I got the impression that you know a lot of people would you know would use uh, like stinky chicken or something and and throw it out there. Like you I do have catfish. times when I do fish stinky baits, but it happens more in the fall time when the salmon are spawning. Mm-hmm. 
I've never done the chicken thing. You always hear the old timers are tied up their baits and they they have the hook and bait inside of a coffee can and they put the lid on the can and all the leaders hang on the outside. They hook the leader on the rod and open the lid, pull the bait out really quick and shut the lid and cast it out because they let it sit and ferment in their shop for three or four days before they went fishing. Yeah. There are times when stinky bait does work very well. Um, mainly for me is in the fall time when the salmon are spawning. Um, we used to get some dead fish and stuff that we'd find and we'd use that for bait that was very, very good and still is today. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the only salmon is what we could use because steelhead, trout, things like that's considered a game fish up here and it's illegal to use mm-hmm. for sturgeon bait. So that's the time that you stinky. But all the other baits I use, I use squid. It's really, really good up here, mm-hmm. even though I don't, they must eat them in the ocean because they're not in the rivers here. But we use squid. We use we call them sand shrimp. They pop them out of the sand at the oh, bay. Yeah. Yeah. You guys call them ghost shrimp, I believe, up there. Well, sand then, shrimp. That, you yeah. know, they're they're just right above the water line, and they you just you know you just go down and just kind of scoop them out. And yeah, and this, so and the those, we use level. a lot of earthworms. Oh, really? We use. Uh, a herring that we use, we pickle it. It's kind of called, it's wrapped up. We buy it in a jar. It's called pickled herring. Oh. We call it roll mop, and we use that more in the summertime. Works very well. And there's just a you know agglomeration of different. But that's uh, the herring of, is something you that you cure it yourself. You can't go. Yeah, just you go, put it in a, in a vinegar pickle. Yeah, pickle bath that firms it up. So you can't just buy, out you can't strips. go to the, you can't go to the grocery store and get pickled herring. Well, you can because the stuff that we use is actually made for food grade. Mm-hmm. It's in a jar wrapped up in a pickle, and it's actually food grade that we buy mm-hmm. on that particular item. And a lot of Asian mackerel? markets and stuff have them and stuff we can find it at. And then squids, and we use uh, smelt is another one that's very, very good. And then for our big fish that we use to try to target our oversized trophy fish, we use up the American shad. And that's a really good bait. And then we wrap on with some thread on our hooks and other ones we use longer leaders and we use it to half ditch the bait on. And do you use those uh, live bait? They're live, uh, all of them, they're not live, the sand shrimp are live when we have them in our coolers because they, they spoil yeah. quickly. So they're live when we put them on, but we don't fish them with a live bait. We yeah. wrap them all with thread. Yeah. And all the other baits are not live. Mm-hmm. Or they're frozen herring. or We used to be able to use lamprey eel. Uh, they kind of went on the extinction endangered, mm. and there's still some harvesting going on up here from the native Indians that get them. Yeah. However, about ten years ago, they restricted us from using them for bait or even having possession of lamprey eel for sturgeon bait just to protect them. But I do know they still use them on Bodega Bay and California Bays down there and stuff. And I asked the company where they get them from, and they said they get them from the native Indians on the Columbia River. Mm. So that's a very interesting topic for me if we can't have them, but yet they're still harvesting them and shipping them out. But Yeah. Well, the Indians have uh, their own special yeah. set of rules. But it's, that is a very, very good bait, especially in the summertime. A lamprey eel, we take it, cut it in uh-huh. strips and tie it on our hook, and it's like candy to them in the summertime. Hmm. Very, very good bait. Okay. Well, let's go through the process of actually catching a sturgeon. Mm-hmm. What do so you do? We're, we anchor fish for sturgeon is how we fish for them. So that's probably like the same thing you do for catfish. So we anchor up, and then we're using, uh, usually I'm using a round cannonball lead weight that when we cast out, we're, we're, our bait is sitting on the bottom. These fish are bottom feeders. That's where we target them at. They do swim around and chase smelt and other fish 
when they're coming into big schools and, and swim around in the water column and get and get these fish. But that's not where we target them at. We target them on the bottom. So we're anchored up. we got enough lead to hold it on the bottom. I am using a braided line, a mainline braid. It is a Power Pro line. I'm using a 80-pound uh, test braid for my mainline, and they're not leader shy. So I always use... They have 65 and obviously lesser, but I use that because if I ever hook into a really big fish, even though I'm fishing for the smaller fish as a guide, I don't want my line to break. Yeah. So I use the 80-pound. It's pretty standard. Mm-hmm. So, and then we use a slider lead. So the lead is on a slider so we can slide. So when the fish is in the colder water temperatures we fish, like this time of the year, these fish are more lethargic. So they really just mouth the bait very lightly. And you don't want any restriction on that bait. So we use a slider lead so they can pick that bait up and kind of pull Play it. With and it when yeah. they, take, they don't feel the resistance of the lead. And so we use a, a swivel on the end of our main line. And I use what they call it. A, it's called a corkscrew. And it's actually a swivel with a piece of metal that's bent like a corkscrew. And I put a loop on the end of my leaders and I hook it on this into this wire and it, and it wraps the corkscrews onto the swivel. It's pretty neat. So you can change your, your leaders out without having to retie them every time or use what they call a, a McMahon clip. You have to squeeze it and you have to hook them on. And sometimes it frays in your leaders and stuff. So I kind of got away from that. And this commercial corkscrew, is it's actually they use it for commercial fishing for long line for salmon. They hook spoons on them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I use I use Dacron leader. It's a kind of a cloth cotton style material. It's uh, it's a hundred and thirty pound test rating that I use. They have it in a ninety. But once again, I've had big fish close to the boat where I've grabbed that leader and they pop their head sideways and snap my leader. So I don't want that. So I use a hundred and thirty pound. This is a soft cloth material leader. So we can do half hitches with it. It has no memory in it. And it works very, very well for us up here. And what was that again? It's called uh, Dacron. Oh, well, yeah, Dacron. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know they still made Dacron. Yeah, Western Monofilament makes it. And I buy it in the big spools, and that's what we use for Back in the day, they used to use it for mainline up here fishing. Yeah. But now we got other lines, these smaller braids, and they went to wire for a long time because it picked up less current and used less lead and stuff. But now we got the braided line, so we don't have to use any of that anymore. Now, when a sturgeon takes the bait... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like a halibut will just sit there and chew on it, and you know you'll feel the halibut. It's you know, almost like a yeah. halibut bite. Mm-hmm. But, exactly. but you don't you don't do anything until the rod bends down and touches the water. Then no, that's not the way we do out. ours. Um, on my bigger fish, I do. But when we're fishing for our, our legal size fish, we don't let it load up and we're not using a circle hook so a lot of the halibut they let them chew on it and pull on it and you got to start cranking it to set the hook you're not yeah. setting the hook you're right. setting it by cranking the reel right the best part for me for fishing is setting the hook so i'm, I'm just kidding but it's fun to set the hook on a sturgeon so we're not using a circle hook so when that thing is biting and starting to pull down we will gently slide our rod up out of the rod holder now we're not using balance beams which i've tried up here like they use in the right. bodega bay and stuff mm-hmm. We have too much currents and stuff, so it's in a rod holder. Sometimes I'll position with halfway in there so you can just slide the handle on a little bit and it's in your hand because sometimes it's really soft bites and the water's cold and they don't get real aggressive like they do in the summertime. Mm-hmm. So when you do get them and you'll fill the mouth and your bait and pull on it just a little bit, then we will set the hook. Okay. Sometimes we will lay our rods against the rod holder or lay them on the back of the transom of my boat, and they'll just be laying with the butt of the rod on the floor. 
So we'll watch them, and if it's a real light bite, we can just reach over and just gently pick a rod up, and it's in our hand, and then we set the hook. Yeah, just starting to feel it load up, and then you That's set the right. hook. Yeah. That's right. So it depends on the time of the year and the water temperature about how aggressive they get. But I've had times in the summertime when I'm fishing the lower Columbia out of Astoria, Oregon, at the mouth in the estuary, where they're absolutely peak time on a feeding frenzy, where that's where they put their weight on that summer months. Mm-hmm. They're eating clams and all well, kinds if of you're, stuff. Well, if you're taking some people out, uh, whether they're legal to take or not, uh, um, what's a good day for you as far as uh, sturgeon? Um, the summer months are best. If you come up here May through August, you'd have a fantastic trip. Mm-hmm. But the land, when I get them in there in March and April, also they're really in their thick. So, so what you're talking about, area, you're talking about two, th- two, you're talking about two, three, or four in a day? Uh, are you talking trophy big fish or no, no, any, any, any sturgeon? No, you come with me in June or July in Astoria, Oregon, we will put 50 to 100 sturgeon to the boat. Wow. And these fish are four to six feet in length. We're fishing a lamb of glass rod, a nine foot rod, and we're fishing shallow clam beds, shallow sand flats. Average oh, okay. depth of water is about 10 feet of water. So you need the flex. That's why you got a 9-foot lamb of glass? Yep, yep. Flex and light bite down there, lighter lead. And just they, And another reason we use a longer rod is because we're fishing shallower water, and these fish run and fight like a tarpon really mm-hmm. super fast and hard. So when these fish run at you, the rod will take a lot of that slack up. I see. And you catch up yeah. to them instead of a stiffer rod. Yeah. Well, gee, it so sounds, just, sounds easy to me. Uh, we're going to come up with me in June or July. You'd have a fantastic trip. Well, we're going we're gonna to have to uh, take a break, and I would love to come up and go out with you one day. Um, but we only got a couple minutes left in the yep. in the show. If you can hang around after the break, and we'll finish up with you. You bet. All right. Thanks, Leonard. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. Vagabundos Del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Great news. You can now watch Grizz's shows wherever you are, whenever you want, on all your mobile devices. Download the Grizz Channel app today. 
enjoy an adventure during that boring wait at the doctor's office. Or while you're sitting at the airport waiting for your next flight. Just go to your phone, tablet, or even Kindle app store or iTunes and download it today. And when you get home, you can watch The Grizz on your big screen on Roku. Catch The Grizz next adventure today. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan. This is John Hennigan and Frank Selby. Then we're talking uh, to Steve Leonard, who is sounds to me like uh, one of the hottest uh, sturgeon fishermen that I've ever run across. And we said that uh, you know it's it's not unusual for you to take a group of people out and uh, in one day uh, bring forty or fifty sturgeon to the boat. That's right. Now, do they do they run in schools, or do they just kind of hover around in an area, or are they all in uh, the These fish typically run in schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, the majority of them, they kind of run in the same slot limit as each other, it seems to be. Sometimes we go in spots mm-hmm. and we catch a lot of small ones, and that's all we get. We go to other spots and we catch more bigger fish, and we can catch a keeper within that bunch of fish we were you know, yeah. targeting. And then our big oversized, the big trophy fish, they still run in schools, but there's not as many of them. Our, our good day would be four to five fish to the boat averages you know two fish two to four but so they they still school but they do kind of you know wander off by themselves a lot yeah yeah well these again you're talking about fish that can live to be 150 years old that's and, right and, and reach 12 to 14 feet long that's right and, so they're always out searching looking for food and, and we use a lot of sense too i use a lot of procure bait sense on my baits too that yep. we inject into them there's mm-hmm. real bait fish that they use so they have gels and oils and we'll you know wipe it on it with a lure or something we put it on if oh, yeah. the fish but then we have oils that we use and they're keen on that scent yeah we get procure on uh, every once in a while and yeah they've got an amazing they got an amazing variety it's it's they, uh, they got truckloads of different, almost different kind of species of fish from anywhere, and they of do. course in Alaska they use a lot on the halibut. Yeah, uh, um, the butt juice and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That so you 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 inject that into the into the dead fish. We do. Yep. Mm-hmm. With needles, mm-hmm. on the end of the bottles. Yep. And then we have somebody to dump on it with you know something else with our baits. We inject them into the stomachs and stuff, and then it. Just slow these seeps out, mm-hmm. or just put the gel on. But uh, wow, I had no idea that you could catch that many salmon. Because again, mm-hmm. there's not too many people I know that have ever, ever caught any sturgeon. That's right. But you got to know where you got. You got to know where to go and know how to do it. That's right. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's sturgeon is a lot of fun, and if 
it's amazing the different places you can catch sturgeon in the Columbia River. Yeah. I mean, you can get them in shallow water, deep water, all in the same day. And mm-hmm. it's just a lot of fun. We do get a lot of action. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we sit all day for salmon up here. We go and get one or two bites a day, and sometimes none. Sometimes it's a really good day. But the right. sturgeon, you can always seem to get some good action. And it's great for kids and families and, and stuff like that. And I get a lot of people that fly in. They just want to go catch them because it's just yeah. a very tough. Well, it's fish like it's like fish, it's like fishing for marlin. You know, you you know you don't kill sure. a you know a uh, five hundred pound marlin, and uh, you know you don't kill a five hundred pound sturgeon. That's right. No, we revive all these fish. We get them to the boat. We don't take them out of the water. The big fish. We take photos of them and stuff, and then we release them. Well, I don't think it'd be that easy to take out of the water. <laughs> I was no. thinking that myself. About seven guys to lift a six hundred pounder. Yeah, out you of the can, water. yeah, right. No, no. I've seen some photos of guys out in the water with them and stuff, and I've had guys who get next to them in the water. But oh, jump over in the, the water. time of the yeah. with all the issues with the with the sturge, I kind of steer away from that because yeah. you know. Okay. You just don't want to be handling them and stuff yeah. like that. So we get some photos and keep them in the water, and we make sure they revive. They swim off. We don't let them go until they do. Okay. Some just take a little bit longer, but I make well, sure that they're I, right I think we've got it covered. Let's get back real quickly to uh, uh, stevesguidedadventures.com. And, Steve, apparently, you know, you've got your own business, but you don't work yes. alone, right? That, no, I do not work alone. I have other guys that work for me, so I can do any size group from one guy to large corporate groups or just a bunch of good friends wanting to go out. So any size group, and I have a Facebook page of Steve's Guided Adventures. There's no apostrophe on the Steve's. And uh, you can follow me on Facebook with everything that I got going on up here. And you can personal message me or call me uh, 360-609-1902 or check out my website. All right. And go to fishtalkradio.com and listen to this as many times as you can if you didn't write all that stuff down. But you are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio, and we appreciate you tuning in. 